Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, the podcast with all women talking all football. You can check us out on iTunes or on the web at HerFantasyFootball.com and follow us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Week four is over. The Miami Dolphins are no longer undefeated. Ouch. Ouch. I was really pulling for those Dolphins. Dolphins. Mm. <laughs> mm. Sad. Dolphins. So sad. Ashley, what do you got for more money, more problems? Nice. Uh, you know, it's kind of a slow week this week, actually. Really, we got, you know, more Josh Freeman drama. So basically, the Buccaneers have actually fined him twice in the last month for conduct detrimental to the team. Now, what's interesting is that Freeman is actually appealing these fines and has reportedly requested a trade, but is actually pressuring the Bucks for, like, an outright release. So it will be interesting to see what actually happens with that, if anyone even really cares anymore what's going on you with know, Josh Freeman. You know what? I care, and this is why I care, because his substance abuse problem came out, and the only way that that came out is if the Buccaneers said something about it. I don't know if you guys heard this, but... Last year, he took Ritalin instead of Adderall or vice versa for his ADHD. And, and so he, he went into the basically AA program for the NFL and took drug tests every week to prove that he was on the right medication and that it was just a mistake. And, um, you know, he's passed. He's, he went there voluntarily, and yet it leaked. It's and getting dirty. It's getting dirty. It is getting dirty. And I hope Freeman... You know, gets you know, what he deserves. You yeah, know, there are which some is, teams out there that need a quarterback. Yeah, there are. Have you seen the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> Who oh, blame. have a campaign to get Tebow back? I don't know if you guys saw that. Thank God. But they're trying to get Tebow. <sighs> Tebow will never go away. It will ne- never. It, it will never die. Never. Never happen. It's you know, it's here to stay. I people will never die. <laughs> no, nope. remember Team America, World Police. I, I was, I was thinking die. more like Jesus is always with you, but Team America works too. <laughs> right. you know. What else, Ashley? Tomato, tomato. So the 49ers' safety, Dante Whitner, has actually dropped the W in his name to be called now Dante Hitner. I'm not kidding. Oh, it. my gosh. He's legally dropped the W. And is it just me, but Dante Hitner sounds a little too close to Hitler. Seriously. Right? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I don't want to throw that out there, but I'm throwing it out there. Like, it's like a little. And I caught it. <laughs> it's a little too close for comfort for me, you know, but. Whatever, whatever. If he grows a mustache, I quit. Um, no, are you kidding me? That's going to be amazing. If he grows this little tiny creepy stash, amazing. Oh, man. It's like the Hitna gotcha. That's awful. That's awful. Didn't he get it's the clue the with Ocho Senko that's just not good? No. It's not good. He's super jazzed to drop the W. So, you know, I hope everything works out for you. And then I guess lastly <laughs> is just, you know, more drama with Gronkowski. So the reports all week long about how there's all this, you know, 
kind of controversy and drama between him and the Patriots because the Patriots allegedly feel that he should come back and Gronk feels that he's not ready to come back. But now, all of a sudden today, he's saying, oh, no, 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 we're on the same page. I haven't been pressured at all. Um, It's really interesting. Even some people on his team have said, you know, he's been taking hits in practice, so we're not quite sure why he's not playing yet. Money, money, money. Yeah, so it's a bit of an – it's – it could be a problem because I even talk a little bit in my notes later on about how Belichick tends to punish those who don't do what he, they want. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see how this all plays out. But, you know, we're having the he said, she said about whether or not there's saga going on between them. So I guess we'll have to wait and see if uh, Gronk decides to play on Sunday. There is I more drama in the NFL than there is in the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm hoping that when you say he said, she said, that you mean she said Gronkowski, because that would be a very interesting looking woman. <laughs> and I that's put, all I'm I I'm making the she Belichick. Yeah, absolutely. That's also an interesting looking woman. Well, especially in those sweatshirts. Although, they do he's not been snugly. rocking the sweatshirt recently. He's been doing like the short sleeve little windbreaker number. Oh, he's trying to pretend he's classy. It's not good. Either way, it. it's not good. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what we got on more money, more problems. Brandon, social media, talk to me. Who's talking to oh. us? Everybody's talking to us, you guys. At Her Fantasy FB, we are here for you people. So we have some great tweets this week, and we would love to discuss them. Because you know what? We're in the bye weeks, people. Terrifying. Uh, you got to fill in your studs, and it's not easy. One of our first questions. Okay. Should I start Woodhead over Snelling in the flex? Ashley, you want to take this? I would personally start Woodhead. Over Snelling. Snelling had just kind of a subpar week last week, and Jack Wiz Rogers actually did a little bit better. Overall, Snelling's been better, but I think with them, the running back by committee situation, it's a little bit, you know, you're not quite sure who's actually going to get the most looks that week, and Jack Wiz seems to be getting the looks in the red zone. So, you know, and Woodhead blew up last week, and Ryan Matthews, as always, is unpredictable. So, in my book, if I'm going to do a committee, I'm going to go with a committee where we know at least one person has butterfingers and is never going to score that many points. So I would go Woodhead personally. What about you, Court? Well, I watched Woodhead take a touchdown away from uh, my wide receiver. So, yeah, I guess I'm voting for the A-hole Woodhead. I'm totally on the bandwagon before season started, and I started losing points because of him. But, yes, Woodhead. Woodhead. Did you hear that? Brandon's definitely on Woodhead. (laughs) <laughs> it's my anniversary yeah <laughs> have i ever uh yeah no i definitely would say yes and especially if you're in a ppr league there's no one better in fact he's like way 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 up borderline top 10 guy i think next week if you are in a ppr league if it's a non-ppr league i still think he has a possibility of finding the end zone and san diego's scoring a lot of points it's yeah, really fascinating it's good, good yeah. question neon Next question. Oh, yeah. I should announce that. Oh. Yes. At Neon Kama. CME. Kama. <laughs> neon Kama. 
<laughs> we're not judging you we're just judging you no, it's, really, neon. no it's not a judge I, just, I was like mm, cute okay we got yeah. a little uh, at Brian underscore McKnight underscore I like the ending underscore that's kind of fun he says got AP on by this week yeah you're lucky uh, so do I start Maurice Jones Drew or Rashad Jennings Courtney you want to start Ugh, ugh. You know, I'm really high on Rashad this this week. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, if if Maurice Jones Drew is going to do anything, it's going to be this week. Um, God, yeah. but he's just not making any moves for himself either. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, oh, the problem is, is both their lines aren't the best, and you're gonna. You're going to look at who can make the best move for you. And right now, I just feel like it's Rashad. I'm going Rashad. Can I just say no and look at wide receiver instead? (laughs) No and no. (laughs) No and no. Yeah. I I mean, I would personally look at a wide receiver because our running backs have been kind of subpar, period. But I don't think this is for flex. This is for running back. Didn't you say for flex? Or am I thinking, no, it's to I'm replace AP. Neon. Last, okay. last question. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think I'd maybe go MJD. I think it's a little bit more tried and true. I'd go MJD. I think he's been tried and true mediocre. I think you look and see if McFadden's starting or not. Because right now they are saying that he is playing. So if, if McFadden is playing, although San Diego's defense lets people just score and score and score. Now, San Diego yeah. scores a lot, so uh, they still win a nice portion of them. But I think there's a possibility that Rashad Jennings could do a good job even if McFadden is in there because McFadden may not last the whole game. He's a little famous for that, just putting that out there. So I'm being a little bit of a jerk about it, but for me, Rashad Jennings for sure if, uh, McFadden's out, and but I agree with Courtney. If, if you're ever going to start Maurice Jones Drew, it is this, this week, is the week against the St. Louis Rams. I'm sorry, That's so right. you gotta That's you right. gotta play it if you got it. And we'll talk about it a little bit more throughout our podcast. But yeah, I'm, I'm saying and Rashad. one yeah saying one Chad? last question from yeah right at Kathy Laquette or it's Kathy Look. Her real name is Kathy Laquette. Hello. Welcome. Uh, she's asking, Cutler or Kaepernick this week? And I'm sad that's a question. <laughs> but it's a valid one, Kathy. I'm you with know, you. Like, do what my husband did and go out and pick up Philip Rivers. That's what I'm telling you to do. Go get Rivers. Let's do this. Um, if you're really choosing between the two. Ooh. God, I don't know. Kaepernick? Oh, no. You know what? Bench him. Play. This is the thing. Cutler's playing New Orleans Saints, and Saints have a decent, you know, defense. Um, man. Oh, Cutler. I'm going Cutler. Ashley, I'm also going to go whiny baby Cutler over Kaepernick. Because Kaepernick's playing the Houston defense, which are also, you know, a, a pretty uh, decent defense. And Kaepernick has just not looked good the last couple of weeks, like period. Whereas Cutler's actually looked somewhat decent the last few weeks. And I think, you know, going up against the Saints, who don't have 
an amazing defense is basically just always an offensive showdown, I think you're going to a better chance of scoring more fantasy points with Cutler. We have Kaepernick rated higher for a reason. Um, you know, I mean, you want to stay, you know, with Jay Cutler, if you liked his last week's performance of three interceptions and a fumble, which is classic <laughs> Cutler. And uh, I, I, I think there's just... Kaepernick fumbled last last week, too. But even with that, Cutler still scored more points than Kaepernick last week. Yeah, Kaepernick got like 13 and a half points. Yeah, Cutler got 16. So, I mean... Just saying. I think it's a toughie. I feel like... mm. I think we should say no. You know when you eat... Put in a wide receiver. (laughs) Yeah, you... You know when you eat something and it just kind of like feels like it's scraping down your esophagus like the whole way and you like have to reach for water and you're just in pain? I feel like that any time I've had to rely on Cutler as a starter, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. I hate him. I'm sorry. So you're going going Kaepernick. I'm going Kaepernick. I'm looking for another 40-point game. Biased pick, but there's the answers. There you go. (laughs) We're on to the matchups. Well, thank you, Twitter World. That was fun. Make sure you keep keep us in mind with your fantasy questions at her fantasy FB. Now, listen, people, we got four teams on by. We have Minnesota. We've got Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Washington. So just in case you were playing Ben Roethlisberger, get him out of your lineup. Oh. And I'm sorry to all the AP owners. This is going to be a tough week since half of your points are now gone. But let's move on to Thursday night's game. Buffalo Bills at Cleveland Browns. Woo! 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 I actually do like this game. I do like this game. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think so, too. You know, I don't have any must-starts, per se, um, on Buffalo, just because Cleveland has the second-best rush defense and the 11th-best pass defense, so... It's going to be a tough game. Um, I see them scoring points, but it's going to be really hard to tell who's going to do it. You know, I, I kind of like Dan Carpenter, the kicker, for this game, to be honest. And, you know, I don't know. I think that, you know, they got five interceptions last week against Joe Flacco. Maybe the defense is a good pickup as well. Now, under gut kind of call, C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson. Fred yeah. Jackson, um, I, my, my money's on Fred, by the way. But either way, they're both kind of, eh, because that defense, again, is just, they both have injuries. Um, and Cleveland was able to stop AP. And if he can stop AP, he can stop Fred and CJ. So be prepared to have a less scoring game from between the two of those. Stevie Johnson, um, you know, he had a pretty good start of the weekend. Johnson had a really, really tough week last Sunday against Baltimore. He really couldn't separate himself mm. from the cornerback. I kind of see that being the problem again this week with Cleveland's cornerback. He's at best your third wide receiver. And, you know, if you have E.J. Manuel, I too, I'd bench him. You know, 4.78 points last game is just not going to cut it. I know he's only owned <laughs> by 19% of you, so don't worry about it. But if you got a guy on by, I suggest picking up a different quarterback to play this week. All right. Well, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns a bit. You know, Jordan Cameron, for me, is if, you know, play him if you got him. I mean, he's the best surprise of the season. Cameron is the second highest scoring tight end in the league behind Jimmy Graham. I mean, he is a beast. 
you know, his lowest scoring game was nine points, which is nothing to be upset about. You know, the Buffalo Bills are actually a pretty good defense, keeping tight ends at bay. But, you know, I think Cameron will still do just fine. I also think Jordan, Josh Gordon is a solid start, you know, this week. I mean, he averaged, you know, had an average game last week with seven points. But, you know, I think it's going to be much better this week. You know, his speedy self is going to be running circles around the secondary, which is the second worst in the league. <laughs> so, again, that's a great matchup for Josh Gordon. You know, and this shouldn't be an issue for him as long as, you know, Hoyer can connect with him. So I would definitely play her, play him, play her. My goodness. He'd love that. I just called him a her. Why not? <laughs> um, Brian Hoyer for me is a gut call on this one. He's actually been consistent in his two starts with 18 points apiece, which is, you know, pretty, pretty damn good. You know, and at this rate, this would actually put him on pace to be a top 10 quarterback right now if he had played the first two games. So, you know, I think he's going to be hawking the ball down the field against a mediocre defense against quarterbacks. So he should have a fairly decent week. So depending if you have Ponder, Roethlisberger, RG3 owner, you know, he might be an actually good fill-in for you this week. So something to consider. Someone I would not play would be Willis McGahee. I mean, he had 15 carries for 46 yards last week, which was definitely better than week three when he got eight carries for, count them, nine yards. That's right. Eight <laughs> carries, Aww. nine yards. You know, you know, I think, you know, he's going to be getting more touches, and I do think he will improve, but he's going to be improving on my bench because I'm not taking the risk on starting him, and neither should you. Uh, I made a couple mistakes by starting Jared Cook over Jordan Cameron, and I will always regret it. And <laughs> I'm seriously Shit. still crying about it. I hate him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we picked the uh, Cleveland Browns as the uh, Super Bowl winners. I'm into it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we didn't really do that, but we do joke about it. We kind of cheer for him a little bit. We have Fred Jackson ranked above C.J. Spiller. Part of that is because Fred Jackson practiced today and C.J. Spiller did not. Fred Jackson considers this injury minor. C.J. Spiller does not. That doesn't mean that C.J. Spiller isn't going to get touches, but we're just putting it out there. So uh, when it comes to my pick, though, we got to do picks, which, by the way, we're going to have an article this week about who at this, like, quarter mark has the best picks. I am picking... Uh, I'm going to pick the Browns. Boom. I'm also picking the Browns. Me too. Oh, wow. wow. The Browns. Brown's All defense right. wins. That's like my it. feeling. Yeah, they got actually Moving. pretty good D. It's shocking. They do. It's no. surprising. No. Oh, Thanks. also, a good fill-in if you're having a problem is um, Ryan Woods, right, from Buffalo? Or Robert Woods, I'm Robert sorry. Woods. Yeah, that guy's, like, coming alive. What's going on? Yeah, he's doing pretty well. He had 15.3 points yeah. last week, non-PPR. Not sure I'd start him quite yet, but it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think it's something to watch. All right, guys, we're moving to Sunday's games. New Orleans Saints at Chicago Bears. The Saints, man. Drew Brees. Hello. I wonder if Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham are sleeping together because their connection (laughs) is unstoppable. (laughs) I mean, man, the way that they gaze at each other across the field is just touching. uh, It's touching. It really, I mean, not when you're playing against the both of them, but I mean, it is really touching to watch. Like the fucking notebook. 
It is. It's the notebook. <laughs> it must have been love. <laughs> so, you know what? You play him if you got him. Drew Brees, don't put that man on the bench. 413 yards and four touchdowns Monday night against the Miami Dolphins. I mean, for a game of two undefeated teams, I mean, Drew just really came out to show his experience for sure. And Jimmy Graham, I mean, hello, 100 yards and two touchdowns. I like it. Darren Sproles, people, he's back. PPR leagues definitely take him. Seven passes for 114 yards. Oh, yeah, and he had a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Hello, check mark. Play him. Hot. Hot. You know, and Marquise Colston, I say he's a must-start, too. You know, he's been a wide receiver third, you know, third wide receiver for fantasy. But, you know, he's still the number one guy in New Orleans. So play him. You're going to be upset when he's the one that catches the two touchdowns. So I'm saying... I like him. Lance Moore, uh, you know, he's kind of up in the air. But they have a they are able to throw the ball against Chicago. So I'm I'm in on Lance Moore this week. I'm kind of excited about it. if you're in a deep league, you got somebody like Roddy White, you know, is you know, might be the guy. Pierre Thomas, do not play him. All other running backs for New Orleans Saints, not good. And Chicago's good against the running game, so sit them. What about the Bears? All right. I Can I just say cool. really quick to keep an eye on Lance Moore because he didn't practice today, and he's listed as questionable. Doesn't mean he won't play a, Sunday, but keep an eye. And he's a disappointment. That's true. You know, he, he might be just a decoy like Roddy White this week. Um, you're right, Ashley. Keep an eye on him. When it comes to the Bears, I'm impressed. Even though they got a little bit of a shellacking last week, I feel like they still have some weapons. Most importantly, Matt Forte. Hello. Clap, clap, clap. If you got him where you got him, you're really happy because you were low in the draft and you got him as like the you know eighth to tenth running back. He's like number four. So... You're welcome. Uh, He's averaging 80 rushing yards and 40 passing yards per game combined. And he scored a rushing TD in all but one game this season. Real deal. It used to be that Michael Bush would come in and kind of vulture them. But he's getting their touchdowns. So start, play, play, play. Uh, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, you know what? The last two games were ho-hum. But you don't want to be that idiot that put Brandon Marshall on your bench. So just don't do it. They're going to have to pass because of New Orleans. And now that Alshon Jeffrey showed up for a game, defenses do have to guard him. So Brandon Marshall's going to be more open. And he's a little bit always open, actually, with Jay Cutler because, you know, he's Jay Cutler's boyfriend. There is a lot of boyfriend action in this game, isn't yeah. there? <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Courtney was saying that Jimmy and, and Drew are together. But for sure, Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall started the bromance era, and they will end the bromance era. Don't worry. He will get the work. Uh, Chicago defense is kind of a gut call because New Orleans scores so many points. So you either think that Drew Brees is going to go back to leading the league with 19 interceptions last year and Chicago's really good at forcing turnovers, or you're like, eh, I'll put them on the bench. I would never put Chicago defense on the bench, but you wouldn't be totally crazy. Uh, bench warmers, Jay Cutler, as I said in the opening, three interceptions and a fumble last game in one game, not in multiple. 
one game. He's in the Eli Manning territory. So it's up to you, but to me, he will never be my starting fantasy QB. And only RG3 is out on the buys as far as starting quarterbacks. So I don't think you need him this week. Yeah, I find it really interesting because Jay Cutler, you know, while he, you know, we had earlier the Cutler Kaepernick question, and I still will say Cutler, but Cutler is going up against the number one defense defending quarterbacks. Yeah. So a little rough. I mean, I don't think Jay Cutler was who you drafted as your starter anyway, so you probably have a decent option, but I kind of, kind of agree with you that if you have another option, you might want to look elsewhere as he is going up against the number one defense on that one. But I'm with Courtney. The Saints look freaking awesome. It's about time they start playing really well, and they look really good against an undefeated team. So this, I think, is going to be a really good game, and I'm excited to watch this one. Who are you going to take? I'm going to take the Saints. The Saints all the way. I'm taking Chicago. I think the Saints are a totally different team outside of that dome. All right. I want the Bears to go down. We'll see. All right. Here's, here's another team I really want to go down, and I don't know if this is going to be the week. New England Patriots at Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> uh, this could be a really boring game. Like, I was <laughs> bored watching last week. I was like, and at least they picked it up in the second half, but initially I was like, is this a joke? Like, it was so boring. But, you know, as far as who you're going to play, you're going to play Tom Brady because I'm basically, you know, I'm guessing that you drafted Brady fairly high. So you probably don't really have another great option at quarterback, you know, which in turn makes him must start if you have him. You know, he finally scored more than the teens last week, you know, racking in 20 fantasy points. Oh. So you should feel a little better about that. I mean, he did throw for 316 yards and had two touchdowns, all without his main targets playing, you know, so you can feel good that he's getting a little bit more into a groove. So, you know, Brady's also going up against Cincinnati, which is a middle-of-the-pack defense defending quarterback. So if Gronk does come back, again, big, big if, it could be a big game for you. Ken Burrell Tompkins, guys, is actually, like, starting to blow up. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know everybody loves the ever-hurt Danny Amendola, but Ken Burrell Tompkins is legit. You know, he scored 16 points two weeks ago and 18 points last week. He's clearly Brady's favorite target right now, so you got to keep an eye on him. You know, I mean, he had 127 yards and a touchdown and is, you know, the one and only player on the Patriots team that seems to begin to a groove with Brady. And we all know that good things come to receivers who can get into a groove with Brady. Wes Walker, anyone? <laughs> I get this vision every time I think of the Patriots, and it's Giselle and Tom in bed and all of his little wide receivers surrounding him, and them, like, stepping on them as they're getting out of bed and being like, yeah, that's right, bitch, you do what I want. That's what I see when I see Tom Brady coaching his wide receivers. It's not a Peyton Manning, Wes Welker relationship. It's like a, I'm going to slap you across the face kind of way. I was That's opinion. the most bizarre Definitely dream not I've that. ever heard. <laughs> but I like it. I like it. We all know Giselle runs that show. Let's be serious. I'm putting five bucks. It's, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that you're only yeah. betting five. I mean, how do you think Danny Amendola keeps getting hurt? <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. it's the high heels straight huh? out of bed. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of wow. Danny, uh, he is going to be my gut call for the week. You know, the Patriots are the ultimate gut check team because you never are really sure who is actually going to play when they're coming off an injury. I mean, literally everybody's listed as questionable as we've always talked about that. So, you know, we're on the street is that he is going to play. Then again, we're on the street last week was that Gronkowski was going to play, and that didn't happen. So, you know, he had a pretty good first week. 
but that is all that we have to go off of. And, you know, he's projected double-digit points, so he might be worth the reach, but again, be very, very cautious. My other kind of gut check would be then Julian Edelman. So Edelman has actually been really hot and cold this season, killing it in week one and four, you know, but then just so-so weeks two and three. You know, he had 118 yards last week and has been doing pretty well for you in PPR leagues. You know, but our biggest concern is, you know, what kind of love will he get if Danny Amendola does come back, you know, in the slot? Edelman can bump himself up to a starter, you know, if Amendola doesn't play, but you need to definitely be looking for whether Danny's going to be playing or not, whether you start Edelman. Bench warmers, seriously, all the running backs, I don't even want to talk about it. It's a waste of my time. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't start him. Okay. Blunt is the only one you could possibly even remotely consider, but even then, it's all running back by committee, so play your own risk. Gronk, we're not going to get into him either because I don't think he's even really going to play. And like we said earlier, you know, Belichick tends to punish those who don't do what he wants, so you're going to end up punishing yourself with this if you start. So really just wait and see if he's actually going to play. Let's talk a little about the Cincinnati Bengals. So my gut call here is going to be A.J. Green because I have zero starters for sure this week. You know, A.J. Green... You know, I really hate frustrating men, and yet they always find me, and that is A.J. Green. He came out Game Busters Week 1 with 28 points <laughs> and then sucked it in Week 2 with 4 points. But never men never miss a chance to completely confuse you, so he decided to play again with 10 points in Week 3. But he didn't want you to get too comfortable with the relationship that you're in, so he only scored 5 points in Week 4. <laughs> it's fucking frustrating is what this is. So, you know, the pattern would suggest that he's going to, you know, he won't be terrible this week. But... <laughs> Who, who knows? So for me, AJ it's Green a total falls gut check. under the asshole ca- category. Total asshole. Yeah, <laughs> we've all dated him. That's who mm-hmm. AJ Green is right now. So I'm maybe look at another matchup if you want something for surely consistent. Andy Dalton, mm, he might be your only option due to bye weeks, but I still think you should look elsewhere if you can because he is going up against the Patriots, who are the eighth best defense against quarterbacks, and he hasn't been doing that great against defenses that are worse. So, you know, buyer beware. And bench warmers for me on this team would be Giovanni Bernard and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, because both of them are kind of turning, going on and on between who's going to get the most points that week. So really, with that kind of committee, I would really kind of not want to do that unless you're possibly looking for a flex play, or unless you really have no other options because of the bye weeks. Nice. Well, good. No running backs from Cincinnati people. Well, there's a lot of people to be played at this next game, the Jacksonville Jaguars at St. Ooh, Louis Rams. Picks. Oh, picks. Yes, picks. Cincinnati. Or New England people. Patriots. Was that a pick, Courtney? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you said Cincinnati, and then you paused. Or New just, England people. I just, I'm picking New England because for some reason they can't lose. Ugh. Sorry. Whatever, I'm picking Cincinnati in hope. Just in hope. Do it. Ashley's got New England. Yeah, I win Patriots. All right, well, Jacksonville Jaguars, St. Louis Rams. Let's, let's talk about these Jaguars for just a moment. Um, no real starters, of course. None. Gut call, Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, you got him early in the draft. I know this is the week. If he's going to do anything you want, you know, you want him to do something for you. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not sold with him, guys. I think there's a lot of better options out there, and I'm I'm benching Maurice Jones Drew this week. Justin Blackman is back. Four weeks suspension. Yeah. You know, and I will say, 
this year has been the year that they come out of suspension and score a buttload of points. So I'm saying play Justin Blackman this, this week. I like it. Um, you know, Gabbard only has so many options to throw to, and he's only so good. On that note, I'm thinking you might want to bend shorts. Cecil. Mm. Mm. Well, if he's your third wide receiver, you have no better options. Keep him in. But I kind of feel like the touches are going to go into Blackman this, this, uh, this week. But we'll see. And I'm going to say bench Gabbard, but I, I hope none of you own him. What about you, Brandon? What about those Rams? Well, it's really difficult to start anyone on offense that last week only scored seven points total, and the week before, only 11 points. So no one is necessarily a must-start. But the gut calls. um, Listen, Sam Bradford's playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If I hadn't actually watched the last two games from the beginning to end and saw how bad they are, I might... Play them. I can't talk so, about it. He lost me last my game last week. <laughs> Fucking Brad. Yeah, but against Jacksonville, it's uh, it's really really tough. Um, I don't know. It's just how it is. So you know, you got to feel it out. You have to decide: is Jacksonville that bad, or is Sam Bradford that bad? And really, that's one of those great questions, right? It's kind of like, why do bad things happen to good people? It's kind of that epic. It's terrible. Uh, Jared Cook, I don't know. What's going on with this guy? 141 yards receiving two touchdowns in the first game. Remember those days? The glory days? (laughs) They're gone. What happened? They're gone. They're gone. gone. Since then, he's only averaged 33 yards per game and has yet to re-enter the end zone. Do what you need to do. Sexy. Live on the memories. Uh, You know what? I don't know how I feel about all their wide receivers, but Jacksonville's 16th or allows the uh, 16th most fantasy points to wide receivers. So they're kind of middle of the pack. And if you have people in bye week, maybe. But don't feel great about it. Uh, running backs for the uh, St. Louis Rams. Just don't start any of them. I'm sorry. And, yes, Jacksonville has given up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs this season. But uh, Daryl Richardson hasn't been able to get it done at all. None of the backups are coming up. Daryl Richardson's hurt. It's gotten weird. And you know what? They're one of only two teams to not score a rushing TD all season. So take that as you will. I all right, ladies. Who care are you picking? less about these two teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Rams. I think it's the obvious choice here. Maybe not when Bradford got me <laughs> seven points last week. Maybe I shouldn't say obvious. <laughs> oh. I mean, that offensive line is just so bad for the Jags. I can't imagine them winning. I got to go. I got to go Rams. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Rams, but it's so hard to do if you watch the last two games. <laughs> so hard. So, yeah. If you watch the Jags, it's it's I'm surprised Gabber and MJD have been able to put up any points at all. It's really bad. This is the kind of game that you use to torture somebody, you know, you really don't like. And you're like, hey, let's go watch the Jags-Rams game and make them sit through <laughs> the entire thing. It's good. Painful. This should be a good game, the Baltimore Ravens at Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I, I like Ray Rice this week. I know last week was very weird. Baltimore got down really early, and so they abandoned the run and just threw the ball. But, you know... Don't worry about that. You know, he felt, he came out of the game feeling better than when he entered the game, and that's a good sign. 
So do not look at his 1.7 points last week to say, I must bench him. Miami has given up the seventh most, most fantasy points to running back. So this is a good matchup for Rice. Keep an eye on him. Make sure he's in, and I, I like him to go. Torrey Smith. You know, Smith put up huge numbers last week with 166 yards and a touchdown. Miami is really good against wide receivers, but Smith should still be up in numbers. You know, he's a go. You never, you never bench Torrey. His name's too good. Torrey. Now, who you are going to bench <laughs> is Joe Flacco. Another I'm good so name. I'm so sorry. Another good name. Um, but we're definitely going to bench him. I don't expect him to throw five interceptions this week like he did last week. <sighs> but I don't expect good numbers from him either. If you are in a 12-man league, you, I, would ho- I hope you have a better option than him. You have I, to like, try to throw five interceptions. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like you can put an effort in for that. It's crazy. And another person I'd bench is Dallas Clark. Yikes. Not good. Not good at all. And you know what? He's seeing targets, too, because Flacco doesn't have that many people to throw to, and yet he still can't catch a ball or make any yards after the catch. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, not alone, Dickerson. I mean, he's, I mean, Ed's done. I mean, even the coach said, you know, he's progressing and, and every year. Yeah. Don't play him. Bench Flacco. Bench Clark. That's what I've got for the Ravens. Now the Dolphins. Dolphins. Again, a good team in the NFL, but not so good in fantasy. Um, You know, last week was really tough against the Saints. Lamar Miller and Charles Clay were like the only two like highlights of the game. But even then, you know, it's kind of still tough. Uh, Lamar Miller had 62 yards rushing and one touchdown against the Saints, which is good. You know, he might move up into your kind of second running back tier. They've given up the 10th fewest points to fantasies in running backs. So I don't know if this is going to be as weak against Baltimore, but we'll see. I think you still might have to play him. You might not have a better option, especially if you've got somebody like AP that's out. So, you know, Doug Martin's out. So just keep an eye. Charles Clay is, is also improving every game. I really am starting to like him. Um, I think he's going to get a touchdown this week. I say he's he's a start. Brian Hartline, you know, Hartline was only targeted four times on Monday against the Saints. He caught three of those targets for 34 yards. Shocking. He just needs to see more targets. You know, Tannehill likes Hartline, so, you know, if he's going to throw to anybody, it's going to be him. Probably not Mike Wallace. Sorry. Oof. I just don't trust him. He, like... Gives up on the ball. He drops. He runs their own routes. I just feel like he doesn't really care. That's what it looks like, at least. Maybe it's just him and Tannehill can't connect. And Tannehill is not ready to be your starting quarterback. Bench him. Yeah, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I don't know, Brian. It's your boyfriend. You can't talk that way about him? I don't know. It's your turn to talk, Ashley. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> Um, you know, I think what to me is the most interesting part about talking about these two teams is Dallas Clark because I really feel like Dallas Clark has been lost without Peyton Manning because he was like a top five tight end when he was a Colt, when he was a Peyton Manning. And then he, you know, left Peyton and it has just been downhill from there. And it's actually kind of sad, you know, it's like another bromance. <laughs> they broke up and he just can't get over it, you know? No. He can't move on. He can't move on. And I, it's, it's rough. 
Um, I think this is an interesting matchup. I think, you know, like, like Courtney said, it's kind of all over the board, but who you could actually trust in this matchup. But I'm actually kind of intrigued to watch it. And I think I'm going to go with Miami winning this one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I will say the Baltimore Ravens only threw or only po- called one rushing play in the second half of the whole game. I know. It's so sad. That's insane. I don't know how I feel about Ray Rice. I'm not saying sell low the way that you would have to if you were selling him right now, but I am saying we should be concerned. But the problem is you have to be concerned about all the running backs this year. It's unbelievable. There have been less than 30 running backs scoring double-digit points per week every single week if you were in a non-PPR league. So what does that mean? Well, it means that possibly you need to start paying attention to the people that are getting receptions. So even if you're not in a PPR league, those people are going to be used more. So people that are the highest uh, receptions right now, Jamal Charles, Danny Woodhead, and Isaiah Peed. Which is interesting. So when you guys are looking for bi-week fill-ins, that's maybe where you want to go. Instead of like the Lamar Miller route, maybe you want to look for those people. But I think Ray Rice is someone to be concerned about. And for that, I'm picking Miami. What about you, Courtney? Did you make a I just can't think that the Ravens are going to do... Well, I mean, they both had not good weeks last week. Um, You know, I'm going... I'm going for defense, and I like Baltimore's defense, so I'm picking Baltimore. That's where my money's on. I don't know. All right, now, we've got two also underperforming teams, Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants. Uh, Michael Vick, (laughs) you did me dirty again this week. 15 (laughs) points last week and only 13 points this week. I want to strangle you. Just like a pit bull. Oh, stop. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, come on. Don't be so sensitive. But, you know, <laughs> even with those performances, he is still the fourth highest scoring fantasy player across every position year to date, which is shocking. I mean, you have to start him. Like, even with that 15, 13 point wings, you have to start him. Plus, he's going up against the fifth-worst defense against quarterbacks. So I think this could be a bounce-back week for him against the Giants because everybody seems to be bouncing back against the Giants. So that's a good sign. (laughs) But LaShawn McCoy, you know, he had a rough game against the Broncos last week, but so has everybody else this year. So don't hold that against him. You know, he has the third-most fantasy points year-to-day against all the running backs in the league, and that isn't by coincidence. Don't get cute and bench McCoy after last week. You will look foolish, especially when the Eagles will more than likely make the Giants look foolish. So just don't do it. Deshaun Jackson, you know, just like, the, you know, guys we were talking about, he had a rough week against the Broncos as well. You know, everybody should consider their fantasy players against the Broncos as like an outlier and just not pay attention to that week period. You know, he has been doing remarkably well this year, and we don't expect anything less from him going up against a seventh worth defense playing against wide receivers. So you should play him. You know, as far as a gut call, I'd maybe say Brent Selleck. I mean, he hasn't really done much this, you know, year. But it is the fourth worst defense defending tight ends. So it might not be a bad matchup if your tight end's on by and he is only owned in 7% of leagues. So something to consider. 
Bench warmers? I don't really have any bench warmers because I think everybody playing the Giants is worth a look, quite honestly. That's terrible to say, but true. The New York Giants, the only person that you're starting for sure is Victor Cruz, and I think that's generous. Um, but you know what? Victor Cruz has been awesome, so it's not generous. That's not what I mean. He's but the I number mean, one receiver right he's now. He's like, he's, he is balling. It's. I, I shouldn't have said generous. I should just say sad because for someone to be performing that well and to be on that bad of a team is actually quite a tragedy because you know what? Maurice Jones-Drew isn't doing that on Jacksonville, to be entirely frank, but Victor Cruz is still putting down the points. So even though you're looking at him, you're like, oh, the New York Giants are a mess. Maybe I shouldn't start him. No, do start him, please. Um, Hakeem Nix is a gut call, though, you guys, and I'm not entirely sure it's a gut that I want to be in. It needs a probiotic. And uh, don't take it. He's terrible. He's not terrible, but he's not. He's. He, uh, I. All I can think right now is Activia. Yeah, there's an Activia thing going on in my head. I don't know why I'm going gut probiotic esophagus. I don't know. I'm all over it today. Uh, the Eagles have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. I think the majority of that's going to go to Victor Cruz, but I think I have to be fair and say that. That does make Hakeem Nix a gut call. If you look at his stats, it's not. He, he has not been performing. So, But I think this week, if you're going to play him, this is the week. Eli Manning, same deal. I mean, someone has to score points against the crappy Philadelphia defense. But I just i am having a hard time believing it's going to be Eli Manning. Ugh. It's because you hate Eli. I don't actually. I don't actually have aggression against Eli. It's the he's tied with Geno Smith for the most turnovers as a quarterback. That's terrifying, and he's a Super Bowl champion. But you know what? That is only going to take you into Week Four. You know what I'm saying? Week Five? I don't know. Uh, if you're starting a giant running back, you're psychic because I don't know who you think is going to get into the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> no one. I will say if. If the Giants plan on winning a game, they need to get the ball to Hakeem. And that is the only way they're going to start winning games is if they can throw the ball around to different players other than Cruz. So I, I think Hakeem is going to see more, more looks this week, and hopefully he can catch the damn ball. With that said, I'm going Eagles. <laughs> Just they're the better team offensively this year, so... I'm going Eagles. I'm going to go Giants. Oh. I, I don't know why. Maybe because I just feel like I need to choose something different. But, they, you know, it's a division matchup, and I feel like the Giants tend to always do fairly well against the Eagles. Maybe this is the week that turns it around. Giants. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we got the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers coming off a of bye. So, oof, Detroit Lions. Crazy week last week. God, how many touchdowns did they score in two minutes? Like three? They're sneaky Nuts. good. They are sneaky good. Yeah. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Um, You know, Calvin Johnson, fantasy husband of all husbands. I mean, the man had four, only four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. I mean, four catches, and he still scored you over 10 points. So, I mean, you're starting Megatron. With Burleson out with a broken arm, I mean... You know, you got Reggie Bush back, who looked like a monster. He rushed yeah. for 139 <laughs> yards and a touchdown, had another 34 yards in receiving. I mean, the man put up 23.3 points on on Sunday against the Bears. Mm. 
he is crazy, crazy good. And again, as I said at the beginning of the season, he's only going to open it up for Megatron that much more. That being said, Stafford did not have the best week last Mm -hmm. week, but he still gave you 16 and a half points against Chicago. You know, against the Packers, this is going to be a shootout, people. As Brandon quoted last week, this is going to be a fantasy orgy. It's getting dirty. I'm liking it. Stafford is on track for to have a 5,000-yard season again. This will be his second time. I, to me, he's a, he's a must-start. Sorry, bench warmer, Jacquie Bell. Joik. Joik. played you. Joik. No, no. Jacquie. Right, we make everyone <laughs> so French much better. Delphine. <laughs> you know, he, he did really well for you when you were playing him. I'm saying Bush is back. He looks healthy. Bell's done. It was fun, though. You were fun. Wow. Pettigrew. He was Pettigrew. fun. Ugh, Pettigrew. Bench. I can't believe that he's owned by 34% of people. Yeah. I mean, that surprises me right now. Stop it. Drop him. He's not worth your time. Now, this week, he might get a little bit more t- you know, targets than last week just because Burleson's out, but my money's against him. Bench him. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 You know what I'm not saying bye to is Aaron Rodgers, though. You know, he had, you know, he's a top pick for most of you, and that's for a reason. He is dependable. Grant, he only got you 11 points in week three, you know, and he was out last week with a bye, but he had 24 points in week one and 35 points in week two. You know, he's a must start. And I especially like him coming off some rest with the bye week. You know, and Detroit's defense has been pretty good against quarterbacks. But don't let that entirely scare you off of Rodgers. You know, we both know that you don't have a better option on your bench. <laughs> no. Right? We both know don't that. Don't lie to me. So you have to play Rodgers. This is a non-negotiable. Uh, Jordy Nelson. You know, he has been a solid performer each week, racking in 19 points week one, 18 points week two, and nine points in week three. Sexy. He's coming off a bye. Right? He's sexy. But... You know, he's given, you know, this team plenty of time to prepare for the Lions. And so, you know, he's going up, you know, a so-so secondary. So don't be hating yourself on Sunday by benching Jordy. Just don't do it. You know, and the same can be said for Randall Cobb, you know, as it does for Jordy. Cobb has been pretty consistent each week, racking in 16 points week one, 18 points week two, and then five points week three. You know, clearly the Packers had a rough week in week three. Clearly. You know, but they should be over that now with a bye week to rest up and game plan for the Lions. So don't get nervous about Cobb. You should start him. Gut checks. You know, I don't really necessarily have any gut checks for this team. I would usually say Jermichael Finley, but he's listed as doubtful. So we don't really, you know, think you're gut checking anything so much as looking on the waiver wire for another option. Do not play. Period. Do not play him. You know, bench warmers. This was a little controversial, but I'm going to say Eddie Lacy. I agree. You know, we wouldn't start any running back from this team. You know, they simply aren't healthy enough to count on it. You know, Ed Lacy might come back this week, and Starks has been, pra- you know, hasn't been practicing, which is never a good sign. So if you do have to play one of them, you know, play Lacy. But we never like to start them when, right when they come back, especially if it's a rookie, in my opinion. So, oof. I don't know. I don't know who to pick on this one, guys. Hmm. Uh, I do. I'm going to pick the Lions. Lions. I like that. I know it's at Lambeau, but Lions are fabu. 
And uh, I'm loving Jordan Nelson, I'm loving everyone on that team. Although my husband went through and read all of our notes last night, which um, actually we should have put at the beginning of the show. We are doing write-ups now for Cover32.com. So we submit these write-ups to them, and uh, my husband wanted to read them. He loves our writing and our show, and he's just super supportive. But his, uh, his initial reaction was, I love the Eddie Lacey call. I agree. <laughs> uh, it was the one that Don't he pointed out. He was like, no, I agree. Um, I start everyone on the Lions. I would start Joy Bell because the running back situation is so ugly. You have to start every running back who's going to get at least five points because maybe they'll get ten. I know that sounds it's crazy, true. but it's that bad this year, you guys. Maybe. It is. That is true. So you're going Lions, I'm going Lions. You. I'm Scando. Hmm... Location alone, I'm going. I'm going Packers. I'm. Oof, it's so hard because Packers are coming off a bye week right now, which could either be amazing or a little rusty. But I'm gonna also go Packers. But it's gonna be close. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be a shootout. People, you start these guys. This is gonna be you eyes wide shut kind of orgy. Get your mask. <laughs> Get your mask. It's game on. <laughs> there's you know, a, there's there's a another, visual. Another good game that we would have never guessed last year, but this year has really turned around, the Kansas City Chiefs at Tennessee Titans. Yeah, you guys, the Kansas City Chiefs, what, what a lovely little fantasy surprise. It was, like, wrapped up for you. It was under a tree. It was weird. You're into it. Um, Jamal Charles. Here's the other strategy, you guys. So everyone has been tweeting me all week about what do I do about my running backs? My running backs are so terrible, and sometimes they're not that bad, like Doug Martin. Yes, he had one five-point game, but he was over 10 points every other week. Uh, you know, no one's had a lot of breakout games except for Lynch, Peterson, LaShawn McCoy, and Forte, and Charles. Man, I would give Beast. up Peyton Manning for Jamal Charles. And if Whoa. you have that, I would do it. Whoa. Bold statement. Whoa. Because if that you is not have, her fantasy football saying it, that is brilliant. If you have a decent <laughs> backup quarterback, there are there are the tier two quarterbacks are so much better than the tier two running backs. I feel like it's this is and, true. And you know what? Peyton Manning is going to be playing a little less, I think, later in the season. I think they're gonna wrap this up or at least have a wild card pretty early. Um, I think it's a possibility he's not going to play every game in the way that you want it to, and it does start getting cold. I'm just putting it out there as a possibility if you're really desperate. But he is the number one scorer of any position in fantasy right now by, like, 25 points. Right, but that's also very skewed by his 40-point first game. I think he's amazing, but I think Jamal Charles is so much better than the 10th-ranked running back versus Peyton Manning and the 10th-ranked quarterback. Something to think about. I don't think you're crazy if you're thinking about it. However, he is fabulous. So you want to play him and you want to play the Kansas City defense. They are by far and away the number one defense in fantasy football right now. They force turnovers. They don't let you score points. Play, play, play. Alex, and this week they're going up against Tennessee with a backup quarterback. It's almost like giving or taking candy from a child. 
not giving candy to child. That's easy too, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Alex Smith is a gut call. He's actually been doing pretty well. He is not flashy. And if you watched any of those games, you're like, nope. how do they even make points? This guy doesn't even throw it on the field. But he doesn't throw over the ball, and he's averaging just under 20 fantasy points per game. Trust me, you can do worse. You could have Russell Wilson. So you want to start Alex <laughs> Smith if you have one of those guys. Uh, ben Schwarmers, I'm sorry, the wide receivers. Tennessee has only given up the – they've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. They're really good. They're really good against wide receivers. So, And, frankly, Dwayne Bow and Avery are streaky. So, I didn't even know Dwayne Bow was in the NFL this ben, year. Yeah. Just kidding. He was okay last, last week. week. He had a good week. He yeah. did have a good week on my bench. Yeah, I did. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and you should have benched him <laughs> because he just cannot yeah. prove himself. It's they're just not reliable fantasy starters. They're good teammates, but this is not real football. This is fantasy. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Play him if you got him. Uh, you guys, so sad about Jake Locker. Although it does seem like it's better. It's a sprained hip. He's not on IR. He will be back. Um, but he is going to be out for four to six weeks. So that means Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you remember him from Buffalo, he also has the highest and shortest amount of time that he needed to take the Wonderlick test, which is the intelligence test. Um, that doesn't mean anything. But he is very smart. He's going to be the uh, backup quarterback. So um, he's a fascinating guy, but I don't know. Got calls on this. Uh, Chris Johnson. What a disappointment. Disappointment. So frustrating. I mean, I know that, once again, if you're in a non-PPR league, less than 20 running backs are scoring more than 10 points. So you probably have to pick him up, and especially on this bye week, because AP's out, Alfred Morris is out. You're probably going to have to start him, but you don't feel good about it. He's yet to break 100 yards in a game, and he's yet to score a touchdown. What's there to like? Uh, And you know what? Bench all the wide receivers until you know who fits Batch. Fitzpatrick connects with it could be um any one of them Nate Washington you know he's averaging the most points but Kendall Wright's a big stud there however if you still have Kenny Britt you need to drop him that's not even a conversation anymore I've been telling you for four weeks you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) and you just got school boom yeah you know but Fitzy he was okay. Like he's, you could do way worse for a backup quarterback coming. I totally in, agree. Honestly. I totally agree. You know, and so this could be a really surprising game with the Titans because of Fitzpatrick, because it could almost provide a weird spark. You know, and it, maybe it could be a big one for Chris Johnson too because of Fitzpatrick. I don't know. There's to me a whole lot of questions of what's going on with the Titans because of that. Because mm. it, it could be huge, it could be not. So for me, I am going to be going with the Chiefs. I'd be going with the Chiefs anyway, because the Chiefs just look good this year. And it's it's just fun. It's fun to root for them. You know, I like both defenses this week, which means in fantasy land, it's probably not going to be a lot of points um, for your running back or wide receivers or your quarterbacks. So I don't like them fantasy-wise, um, other than defense. Other defense, and yeah. Other than defenses. And I'm, I'm going with Kansas again. I like them. I'm voting them every week until they lose. I'm going to go Kansas City, but unfortunately I think I would have gone Tennessee had uh, Locker stayed in, which is just sad. Oh, sad, Brandon. Yeah. I didn't want to be a downer. No, and I like Fitzpatrick. I just feel like they still need to get used to each other. Well, we will see. Now, let's talk about defense. Seattle Seahawks at Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. 
two teams I'm kind of lukewarm about, but you know, that's all right. You know, the Seattle defense, you've got to, you've got to start them. You know, we think you should basically assume this is a given each week at this point, unless they are playing the Broncos. But lucky for you, they don't play them this year. So, you know, they're going up against the Colts, so this won't be the highest scoring game that they will have each year because it, the Colts actually put up some pretty big offensive numbers. So, you know, they will probably still be your best and most consistent option on your defense because they are, I believe, the second highest scoring defense currently behind the Chiefs. So you need to be playing them. Unless you have the Rams D playing Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're going to score quite a few points. Marshawn Lynch for me is another person you have to start. You know, anger. We have a lot of anger towards Marshawn Lynch. You know, you are so damn good. And then you have these terrible weeks and we just want to scream. Like seriously, four points, then 30 points, then six points. And you finish it off with 17 points. It's infuriating. Ugh. You know, but you still have to start him because he was your top pick, and you more than likely do not have anyone better to fill your RB1 or RB2 spot. Let's just Absolutely be honest about not. that. So you you have to start him. You know, he's up against the ninth-best rush defense. So if you could look elsewhere, it might not be the worst I've ever had. But then again, like we just said, you probably don't have anyone better. So you have to start him. You know, and you could honestly have a much riskier roll the dice than him. So is what it is. Gut calls, Russell Wilson... You know, you were lucky you were so cute, or I'd be, like, tearing you apart. I don't even give a shit I'd anymore. Lo- I'd be a lot meaner. <laughs> he, he's lost his allure in that sweater for you, Brandon. I burned that sweater. It's, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I ripped it off and threw it in the fire. It's an effigy. You know, he has been subpar in terms of fantasy, guys. I mean, he had one good week in week three with 21 points. But other than that, he's been hovering around the 10-point range. You know, that is not a score that's going to win in your fantasy league. You know, he is a gut check because we have some buys, granted, but none of the other quarterbacks on buy are really someone you would have started over Russell anyway, per se, other than maybe RG3, obviously. But, you know, and even RG3, who's, like, terrible, has scored more points than Russell Wilson. By a lot. By a lot, you know? So, I mean, for me, my gut says don't do it, but then again, your gut might be lying to you. So totally your call on that. So take but- a probiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doug Baldwin and Sydney Rice. Cy Young were bored. I mean, the Seattle wide receivers are boring. Like, they're boring this year. They're terrible. They'll get you at least some points, but there's nothing to write home about. I mean, Doug Baldwin has the most points thus far with 26, and that is less than A.J. Green got in week one alone. You know, with that said, you need to look at who you have on your bye, but he still isn't the best option, and he's up against the fourth best secondary in the league. So I don't think this is the week for him. And same goes for Sidney Rice. Bench warmers, Zach Miller. I'm not sure if we've even talked about Zach Miller on this podcast yet because uh, he hasn't done much all year, and he probably isn't going to do much this week either. So, I mean, he scored zero points last week against Houston, and he's going up a, you know, against a slightly better than average defense this year. So just don't do it. Don't do it. As far as the Colts, Andrew Luck is a start, like a must-start, guys. Believe it or not, Luck has the ninth most fantasy points. Um, I love it. So you got you got to start him. You could do a lot worse. You you've got to play him. Trent Richardson, Ahmad Bradshaw is out with a neck injury, so you've got no committee hanging over your head here. So you got to start him. He had 20 carries last week for 60 yards plus a touchdown. He's getting used to the system, so hopefully those numbers are going to get even better this week. My gut call would be Reggie Wayne. 
you know, he had a big game last week with 16 points, but he had, you know, low single-digit games the two weeks before. He is a vet and knows what he's doing, but he's going up against a top secondary in the NFL. So I don't love that. He has projected double-digit points, but don't be surprised if he doesn't get it. Bench warmers, you know, T.Y. Hilton, ugh, you're basically dead to me, sir. In terms of fantasy speaking, obviously, but ugh, you teased us with that 12-point game in week two, and since then you've just been shitty. Shitty. And I don't like you, and I don't Brutal. trust you. And, and you shouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my feeling well, on these teams. Well, you know, I... Uh... I think it's time for Seattle to lose. I'm less than impressed with their offense. Um, Agreed. With that said, I have Marshawn Lynch. But, you know, my whole feeling with all the running backs this year is that I'm not mad at them anymore. I'm just disappointed. You know, I'm just, just really disappointed. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's the Colts game this year or this week. I'm going Colts. Oh, I thought I was going to be scandalous and go with the Colts. Fine. I'll be bland and go with the Colts. I'm, I'm, I'm going Colts, too. On what? This. Look at us. No yeah. way. We're like the only people sweeping it. I think it's because I'm so sick of people still thinking that Seattle's better than Denver. Seriously. I'm like, have you it's watched ridiculous. games? I was, I was at the Broncos game last week, and it was awesome. Just saying. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, I mean, definitely. The Seattle, it's time for them to go down. Offense is not great. So, moving on to the Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. Okie dokie. Carolina Panthers at Arizona Cardinals. Well, play them if you got them. Cam Newton. Nice. Week one, 12 points. Week two, 16 points. Week three, 29 points. That's going in the right direction, if you ask me. Hello. So week five, 50 points was, based on that I, I should have said, <laughs> I was going to do the calculation, and then I was like, I don't want to be disappointed. I just want to be happy. <laughs> Listen, week one was at Seattle. We need to throw out all at Seattle and all at Denver games. That's an appropriate average, right? That is what we're yeah, talking yes. about. And so if you take that out, he's going to be somewhere between 16 and 29 points pretty much every week. And he's playing against the Arizona Cardinals. And even though their defense is pretty good, their offense is so bad that perhaps they're still going to get a lot of points. Okay? Don't worry about it. Play him. Carolina defense also. Big game against the New York Giants. And, um, yeah, New York Giants are terrible. But Arizona's one step up. Can we just be honest? I think that might be generous. I So I think it's probably true. They're really good at forcing turnovers. And you know what? Fantasy defense is all about turnovers. So I'm into it. Um, if we're going to go gut calls, Greg Olson, he's, you know, he's okay. He's at between 54 and 84 yards receiving per game. Eh, he'll probably be in there. Meh. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, meh. Just under 100 yards per game, which is fine. Once again, running backs are terrible, so I guess you have to be okay with that. Sorry. I keep asking it like a question because I feel that bad about it. Uh, <laughs> bench warmer, Steve Smith. What is going on? He's averaging just over 47 yards per, per game, and he's only had one touchdown in week one. Now, Arizona has only given up the eighth. He, they've given up the le- eighth least fantasy points wide receivers. That means he's going to be covered well. Ouch. Don't play him. Ouch. 
Uh, Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, gosh, another guy you just can't bench, but you may want to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, he looked better in last week's game against Tampa Bay. You know, he had a hamstring injury. I don't blame him, but I don't know. You probably have to play him. Gut calls, I don't know. That's that. Uh, bench warmers for <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're really, you're really digging deep on that one. Bench warmers for Shard Mendenhall. Sorry, guys. He's just not pulled through. And Ashley called it. He's only rushed for 176 yards the whole season. I called it. I told you Mendenhall you was not the way you to go. You said he's a disappointment. And I didn't believe you. I thought, but someone has to run the ball. But guess what? That might be Andre Ellington. So if you're really desperate, you might want to pick him up now instead of having to wait for waivers. Because he might be the new starter. Because Arians was pretty aggressive about how disappointed he was in Mendenhall in the last press conference. So if Mendenhall doesn't do well against Carolina, there might be a new starter. So that's just a heads up. So you might want to stash him just in case. Uh, And for that reason, my pick, Carolina. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I liked your point, Brian, about Cam Newton as far as... Arizona's offense is so bad. I mean, the defense is actually pretty they decent. Good. Yeah, they're good, you know. But the issue here is they that because the offense is so bad with the Cardinals, they're tired and they're on the field so much, and you cannot give Cam Newton that many opportunities and that many minutes in a game because he's going to make something happen. You know, so that's to me, that's why Cam Newton's going to be a great play here, even though the Cardinals are a pretty decent defense. And when I think of Larry Fitzgerald, I think of him kind of like Victor Cruz right now, where it's like, how could I possibly start him with such a terrible offense right now? But they still pull in points, you know? So you have to, like, kind of remove yourself from thinking, like, you're watching the game and seeing them get their complete ass kicked and just purely think fantasy here that he's still getting me points, he's still getting me points. I know this team is terrible, but you still have to start him. And you so have for to me, get Larry's in, a lot like Victor Cruz. You have to get in your tushy time. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Tushy time and salsa time. My mm. favorite. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Panthers purely for the fact that you can't give Cam Newton that much time on the field. And I agree. I mean, I expect your fantasy points to be in the second half of the game once the Arizona Cardinals defense gets tired. So don't get worried about Cam first quarter. He's going to come on. He comes on. Great. And I like him. I'm all in on Cam. Definitely start up. Don't forget to put in your Green Bay and Cardinal players, people. Just because they were, you know, on buys last week. Don't forget that they're on your bench. Put them in. Cam's a must start. I'm going. I'm going with Cam. Cam. Cammy. Cam. Cam. He's just. I just like him. Cammy. Cammy. Another. Uh, good game this week. I think this is actually going to be the best game is Denver Broncos at Dallas Cowboys. The first team I think that might give Denver a challenge of I mean they'll still win but you know like maybe competitive game. So I think this is going to be a good one. Denver Broncos play them if you got them. Hello Peyton Manning. Um, Yeah you're awesome. He's yet to break a record. Every week he's broken a record. Oh, I was like, he's yet to break a record. Sorry, what are you was, talking like, about? He's yet to have a week where he didn't break a record. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he is, he is yet to throw an interception. I mean, the man is a fantasy husband I root for, even if I'm playing against him, because he is just going crazy this year. I'm just, I'm really into him. I mean, he had 327 yards, four touchdowns, and again, no interceptions. He's the man. And, you know, 
he couldn't be so good if he didn't have all of those people to throw to. And then I'd be going to cover all of them because I'm going to group them together as one person. Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, three wide receivers. You have to start because you don't know which two out of the three are going to get two touchdowns. Right. Because it's going to be two of the three. They're going to get two touchdowns. They're tearing apart defenses. I love them. I love all of them. Julius Thomas. I mean, he feels to me like he's a little baby on the field, that like everybody just like coddles and just like loves him and just wants to give him a little extra attention. He didn't see so much love last week just because they were so ahead. Yeah. This week he's going to see it. This week he's going to get a touchdown. I feel it. You're going to start him. You never bench Julius. Orange Julius is in your books, people. Gut calls. No Sean Marino. Listen, he had 78 yards and a touchdown last week. You know, there was no rock, paper, scissors on the sidelines in the end zone. (laughs) Yes, there was. Best end zone dance of the week. I have to go to Marino. Uh, He's, you know, I think he's becoming a starter. And again, with the running backs this year, you know, it's kind of hard to say bench him when he's still getting, you know, points for you. So I'm saying it's a good call, but I'm almost putting him in a must start. So, but it's still a good call. Now, bench warmers, you get a Monte Ball, ball excuse me. Oh, so sad. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be the starting running back for the Broncos, and he's not. No. He didn't even get in the first half. Drop him. He's done. <laughs> he's sad. done. It is sad. Mm. Maybe next year, or maybe we'll trade him and get somebody even better. What about the Cowboys? I'm sorry. I was busy busy uh, ordering an orange Julius T-shirt on Amazon. That's not a joke. <laughs> it's actually what I'm Googling on my iPad. So good. <laughs> it's so it's so appropriate with the orange crush back in the day. Oh, it's oh so good. I love it. It's so good. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Well, you know what? DeMarco Murray, keeping it hot. Keeping it sexy. Week three, everybody wants him to do that, right? 175 yards rushing with a touchdown. No one argues argues with that. It's against Denver. But you can run on the Broncos. Part of it's because they get so far ahead, they just don't care. You know, they're like, sure, get those five yards. We don't give a crap. But I, I feel like he's a good play this week. I wouldn't bench him, especially with the bye week situation. Des Bryant... He's driving everybody crazy, you know? I mean, he dazzled us with the 81 yards, two receiving touchdowns at San Diego, but I don't know. Such a fucking tease. He's just, he's a tease. yeah, he's, I don't know. If you, if, but you probably drafted him high if you got him, you guys. Live. Real high. You know what? He's that guy you went on like a first date with and it was super exciting. You had a lot of good time. And then the second date, you're kind of like, huh. That wasn't as fun, but you keep going out because you keep them at the first date. Absolutely. And you know what? You made your bed. You lie in it. I'm just kidding. I love you. Other people that drafted him. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I've always felt he was a little shady. It's just me. Uh, Tony Romo is a gut call. I think I'm playing him actually this week. I'm seeing junk time, junk time magic. Uh, You know what? I don't care when he gets his yards. I'm taking him. Yep. He's averaging 253 passing yards and two teach touchdowns per game. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, bench warmers. Dallas defense. I love them. The Dallas defense is great. And the Dallas kicker is in the top five for the season. They, it was He was between one and three until last week. They had a rough week last week. 
So if you have Dan Bailey, their kicker, or their defense, it's a little suspect this week, but they're, keep them. Don't drop them. And I'm going with Broncos. Yeah, this would be a good game. And I like what kind of what Courtney said when she grouped all the wide receivers together because they're all going to get at least one touchdown. Yeah. It's not, it's not like the kind of situation, you know, where you're like, you know, they all get love, so you're not really sure which one's going to blow up that week. All of them have good weeks. It's just one of them has, like, a slightly better week than the other because he got the second look in the end zone, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, Eric Decker didn't have the touchdowns, but he had more yards. He had more yards, too. Yeah. So it's like, it's a win-win-win. It's a win-win for everybody. So I like that. You be Feel free to start any of those guys. But I do like Dallas, too. I think this is going to be a really interesting, fun game. I definitely like the DeMarco Murray play. I think he's going to be a solid pick. And like Brent said, you can run on the Broncos. But I like the kicker, too, because I think they're going to run and get stopped because we don't, you know, I mean, they'll score some points. But I think yeah. Dan Bailey's going to have a good game as well here. To me, DeMarco Murray is going to be abandoned halfway through because the Broncos are going to get ahead and they're going to have to throw the ball. So I like Des Bryant a lot more this week. Um, I like Tony Romo a lot more this week. Uh, if, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, I thought the Eagles were going to put up a bit of a fight, and they did oh not. So um, I'm hoping for the Cowboys put up a little bit, um, but God, no. I'm, I'm going Broncos all the way. But DeMarco Murray does get receptions, too, though. You know, he's not, like, purely running back. He does get some love on the pass. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still going Broncos. I feel like. Broncos will win this one. Broncos could possibly go undefeated this whole season. Let's not jinx it. I said possibly. <laughs> I hope they don't because I hope they're going to lose close to the playoffs so they actually like get scared a little bit beforehand. But I feel saying. like every touchdown Peyton Manning throws, it's one less in the playoffs. Stop it. Stop I've already it. cried about it. <laughs> Oh, here's a good here's a good matchup that I I I hate to love to watch this one. The Houston Texans at San Francisco. Oh, two quarterbacks I hate the most in the league, Shub and Kaepernick. <laughs> Ugh. You know, as far as who you got to start, you got to start Arian Foster. I mean, he had 22 points last week rushing for 102 yards and 27 attempts with one touchdown. You know, we know you were thinking, well, he's going up against the 49ers. Well, the 49ers defense actually against the rush is pretty bad this They're year. They're not good fact, this year in general. Seventh worst in the league against the rush. Yep. So have faith in Foster and start him. This could be actually a really big week for him. I know he's been a little bit like touch and go other weeks, but he's still been actually a pretty consistent back comparatively to other backs this year. And he had a huge game last week. I think this could be another big week. Andre Johnson had a decent week last week with 11 points, and that was up against the you know the best secondary in the game. So that's that's still pretty good. I mean, he was you know still able to muster 110 yards on nine catches, so that should ease your worries a little bit about him going up against the sixth best pass protecting team. But I think you know again he's going to do okay. As far as Owen Daniels, he has been a consistent target for Schaub all season. He has three touchdowns in four weeks and 18 catches. You know, the 49ers have the 10th best defense against tight ends, so it could be a bit of a crapshoot, but you have much riskier options elsewhere. So for me, I think Owen Daniels is a must-start. And the Houston defense, you know, the 49ers have not looked good the past couple of weeks. 
you know, and they've given up the 16th most points to defenses. If you've got, you know, if you got Kaepernick of 2013 and not Kaepernick of 2012, you should be fine. So, and I don't see that changing this week. So I think you're going to be fine on that. My gut call is going to be Matt Schub. You know, Schub has actually been fairly decent this year, as much as it, like, pains me to say it, because we all know how much I despise him. But last week, he threw for 355 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions against, you know, the second-best defense in the NFL. Can't argue with that. You know, you can't argue those numbers. It's pretty damn good. You know, we would list him as a starter, but we have a feeling that you got him as a backup. So, you you know, it really depends on who else you have. So don't be afraid to start Schub. But if you got somebody else better, you got one of the, you know, the top five you know, quarterbacks, you obviously are going to want to start them. DeAndre Hopkins is a really interesting one for me this week because I didn't love his performance in the last two games. But depending on who you've got, you know, who you lost on bye weeks, it might be something worth taking a look at in your league. He's actually owned in a lot of leagues, but if he isn't owned for you, it's something to consider with the buys. As far as bench warmers, I don't think I really have any obvious bench warmers. I think this could be a really interesting fantasy game with a lot of turnovers, a lot of yards. So I think it's going to be a really, actually, big fantasy game. Yeah, I think what I, what I want to start off with is both defenses are, are okay are, and are good some weeks. And I'm going to – both teams are going to score. So you're going to lose points because the other team is going to score. But both teams have the potential of getting interceptions, getting fumbles, and running them back in yep. for touchdowns. Yep. And that is where you're going to get your defensive points. So don't worry that both teams do score points. Um, Seattle's defense still got 8 to 12 points last week against you know the Houston Texans, and Houston scored a lot of points real fast. So that's where you're going to see the points defensively. I think must starts, you know, Frank Gore. The 49ers finally Boom. saw that if they want to win a game, they have to give the ball to Gore. Boom. You know, and I expect him to do even more this week. So, I, Houston is weak against the against the run. Gore had 153 yards and a touchdown Thursday night against the Rams. He's got a long week to prepare. I'm ready for him. I'm ready for some major Gore points. Gut call. I'm only doing this because ugh, I just feel bad for you people because you you got him. Colin Kaepernick. Ugh. Kaepernick passed for 167. 167 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for 11 yards, but had a fumble. The man only got you 13.78 points at the end of the day. That is not starter quality. Find somebody else. Rivers. Pick him up. Play him. I'm I'm not into the Kaepernick. But some of you guys have some bromances going on with him, so, you know. Would you start Alex Smith over Kaepernick? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Totally. Weren't you? Totally. No question I'd start Alex Smith. Listen, Kaepernick has the possibility of scoring 30 points, but he also has the possibility of scoring you four and a half points. So mm. Alex Smith has stayed consistent. I like consistency with my quarterback. Kaepernick scares me. And my men. Ver- and my men. Vernon Davis, he may be playing, but last week he proved that he is still not 100%. I mean, he got a touchdown, but it was like broken coverage. I mean, he was lucky he got that. So be careful with him. I, I, you know, I, you need to follow the injury reports very closely to see how he's feeling. Again, Kaepernick has nobody else to go to but Davis and his little bromance relationship. So you're still probably going to start Davis if he's, if he's healthy or just because you don't have a better tight end. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a toughie to be 
honest and weird. I think actually Houston and San Francisco are two of the teams that were really highly overrated in the preseason, and it's unfortunate. Um, because I think they're good teams, but I think they feel like a letdown no matter what they do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad for them. Uh, Arian Foster, welcome back to the league. I'm into you. Right? Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back. I've missed you. And Frank Gore, thank you. Welcome. Mm-hmm. So I'm just bear, big mm-hmm. bear-hugging these running backs that are actually producing points. But uh, I think overall, it's at San Francisco. And the last time they were there, they got beat down by the Colts. So I think they're going to prove themselves. I'm going to go San Francisco. I'm going Houston. Ashley. Houston. I'm going Nice. I'm going. I'm going Houston. I liked. I liked their performance the first half against Seattle. I'm going Houston. Cool. And we all know how I feel about Kaepernick, so we'll move on. <laughs> now we got the San Diego Chargers at Oakland Raiders, and uh, I'm kind of excited about this matchup. And it's AFC so West. late. I want to kill people. I, I called it my Monday morning showdown. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so late. Uh, I wish they would have put the Jacksonville game this time, but whatever. Raiders uh, will do. I hope it doesn't throw them off their game. It will. Because quite honestly, Phillip Rivers is on his game. He has scored the third most fantasy points of any position. Oh. Like of anyone. It's nuts. Like I can barely believe it. Like as I was typing up my notes, I was like, is this seriously true? I had to check it twice. I was like, it can't be. You know, whether you hate him or not, you have to start him, especially since he's going up against the eighth-worst defense of, you know, defending quarterbacks. This is a no-brainer. You have to start him. And if you have some of these bullshit quarterbacks like Wilson and Kaepernick, get off the bandwagon, accept what it is, and pick up Phillip Rivers. Accept it. But he's, like, been picked up by most people now. He's almost 100% Uh, He just got picked up in our league today. But we only have an eight-person league. Yeah, this is true. You know... You gotta get him. You gotta get him. Antonio Gates. I mean, he has scored the fourth, fourth most fantasy points for tight ends this year. Not bad for an old timer. You know, I mean, he had a killer week last week with 136 yards, 10 catches, and one touchdown for a total of 19 points, guys. I mean, he's I'm up against him. an average defense when it comes to tight ends. So expect a good week for this oldie but a goodie. I, I like it. I, I feel good about Antonio Gates this week. You know, we talked a little about Danny Woodhead earlier in the show. Boom. You know, and. You know, we don't know who you have on your bench, but Danny Woodhead is a great RB2 or even a flex option. I mean, he has caught 20 of the last 24 passes thrown his way in the last three games, and he had two red zone looks last week for two touchdowns. I mean, he scored 20 points and is by far more consistent than Ryan Matthews. You need to be giving this guy a thought, people. Who you should not be giving a thought is Ryan Matthews. He has scored a total (laughs) of 31 points in the past four weeks. Not a great average. You know, I mean, he's going up against the 11th best rush defense in the NFL, and that probably won't bode well with his history of fumbling. So stay away from him. Oakland Raiders. Um, Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'd like to say stay away from him if you can. But I will say, if Terrell Pryor plays, start him. I'm into him this week. The Chargers are the weakest against the quarterback. And he's a playmaker, people. Yeah. If he's playing, and you have exactly somebody like Wilson or Bradford, I kind of like him. Play Pryor. I like him. I'm into him. 
Rashad Jennings, we talked about him earlier. You know, McFadden might be out. Reese went out with a knee injury. You know, now it's time for Jennings. He had 15 carries for 45 yards. He had eight receptions for 71 yards. A, a team record, I must say. PPR <laughs> leads. Play him. Play him. <laughs> Rod Streeter and Denarius Moore. Well, San Diego has given up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. So, this might not be a game you want to watch, but it might be a good fantasy game for, for little Oakland Raiders. So you might yeah. want to play those guys because they might get some points this week against San Diego's D. On that note, everybody else on the Raiders is a bench warmer. Don't do it. This is like the fantasy orgy with not that attractive people. <laughs> like it's true. You're still gonna get your rocks the orgy off, and like the dollar bin. You're probably not gonna tell people about it. You're not like, ooh, I played Woodhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, Woodhead won me in a like a game in a league that I was zero and three because I drafted Ridley and Russell Wilson. Two great grave mistakes. Uh, so I, I, I kind of hurt him this week. He's huge in PPR leagues. Pick him up. Uh, I think Terrell Pryor and EJ Manuel are fabulous little additions to the NFL. I don't know why, um, but I just want to, like, hang out with them. I don't know why. I just I think they're adorable. Maybe that's not the best thing you're looking for in your fantasy player, but maybe it is. So there you go. I don't know what's going on with the Rivers, Antonio Gates, circa, you know, 2005 thing going on, but I'm into it. So, yeah, I mean, even though I'm probably going to be dead to the world by the time this game gets to the second quarter, I'm uh, I'm into it. And I'm going to say San Diego beats Oakland, but only by a little because Pryor is still probably recovering. Nice. What's your pick, Ash? I'm going to San Diego all the way. Mm. Me too. Chargers. Me too. Right. It's the lightning bolt for me, really, but. AFC West has become like a really interesting division this year. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they still don't have great records, people. Let's not get too excited about these two teams. But the last game of the week New York Giant or New York Jets, excuse me, at Atlanta Falcons. Jets. You know what? If you live in New York, you're just walking around thinking, really? The Jets? They're better than the Giants. Mm. 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 (laughs) Maybe the apocalypse is here. Um, No, listen. Bilal Powell is like the greatest running back pickup in the last like five years. The guy's going to get you 10 points solid each week. Boom. Done. For a running back, too, you cannot do better than that. He is consistent. He gets the touches. He catches the ball. He rushes the ball. Please. He is 10th in the league for total rushing yards. He has over 100 yards receiving as well. Come on, guys. Get into it. I know it's the Jets, and I told you to avoid them, and so did everyone else. But make sure to play him. Got calls. Jeremy Curley. Listen. Holmes, Hill, out both of them i'm assuming they're going to make smith pass the ball once four times maybe jeremy curley's the only person to catch it that's it literally they're all out so i'm intrigued i feel like he's the only guy who's played football on the team that's a receiver so 
take that as you will. That's why it's a gut call. Like you're either like that's good news or that's bad news. It is what it is. Ben Schwarmer, Geno Smith. Um, I actually wrote down holy turnovers, Batman. It's insane what's going on with him. He is on pace to throw 32 interceptions and lose 12 fumbles on the year. Amazing. It's beautiful. It's almost like a, it's almost like a work <laughs> of art. It's like looking at a modern art painting that you don't understand, but you keep staring at it. It's terrifying. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Listen, you ate a whole wheel of cheese? That's not, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's not going to happen. He's either going to improve or he's going to get benched. But do not play. Let me repeat. Do not play. I'm going. Yeah, you know, but I actually moved Jeremy Curley up the rankings a little bit this week because of that. You have to. No one else is playing. There's nobody else to play. Literally. (laughs) So, yeah, so he got a little more love. I mean, still don't give him love, but he got, like, slightly bumped up. As far as the Falcons go, Matt Ryan, guys, I mean, he isn't flashy, and his team isn't as dominant as, you know, they were expected to be this year, but he's quietly racked up the six most fantasy points across all positions this year. Consistency. He's a must-start. I mean, he has, you know, lots of possible explosive targets in Julio Jones and Gonzalez, and once Roddy is back to the Roddy of old, it will get all that much better. I mean, he will be playing an average defense and keeping, you know, the QBs fairly quiet, you know, so this could be another under-the-table big game for Ryan. I like him a lot. I like him a lot on this matchup. Julio Jones, you know, he is still their top receiver on the team and the fourth-best receiver in the league. He will get you double-digit points each week, and that is all you can really ask for. You know, I mean, you know, he will be running routes against a terrible secondary, so look for him to have an enormous week. As far as my gut calls, this one's really confusing for me because I've got Jason Snelling and Jack Rogers. I mean, these guys are running back by committee situation until Steven Jackson gets back. You know, two weeks ago, Snelling was big man on campus with 16 points. And last week, Jack Quiz got the majority of the love with eight points. You know, you, you just aren't going to know which one will be better week in and week out. So this is one of the true meanings of the gut check. And so really be thinking flex here more so than RB1 and RB2, unless you're really hurting on the bye weeks. But... Again, with this case, you really aren't going to know. It's so week-to-week as far as who's going to actually get the love. Tony Gonzalez. Can we please talk about this very frustrating, beautiful man? Beautiful. We know. Mm -hmm. We know. You think I'm crazy. But he did score 26 points last week. Of course he did. And he's the fifth-highest scoring tight end. Now, that is why he got the gut check here. Because you need to keep in mind that those 26 points make up over half of his total points for the year. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he also had doubled his targets in one game. Before last week, he hadn't really been thrown to. Like, like really, he had, like, less than 12 targets in three games. So look at your lineup and see if you are willing to take a risk that he is finally the Tony of old. Or look to see if you have somebody else who will get you a bit more love, you know, a little more consistency, you know, personally. Raw, you know, bench warmers... Roddy White, we have said it before, and I will say it again. Do not play Roddy White. He is a decoy. He is not healthy. He is purely there to tempt you to start him and to be irate when you do. The man has a total of six points this whole season. Six points. That is fucking crazy. I mean, be okay with having him on your bench when he blows up. Be okay with it. Do not play him until he proves that he is more than just a warm body filling in running routes at 60%. 
Ugh. He's not not going to play a game. That's what Roddy White That's does. That's the thing. Is he's he never, he's he never missed in. a game. He's yeah. never missed a game, so he's not going to miss it, but he's not healthy. So don't yeah. just don't do it. I still pick Atlanta. If you have him, follow him on Twitter and listen to his emotions. He'll let you know when he's ready to start catching some balls. <laughs> He'll let you know a lot you of things. peasants. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. Peasants. Well, who's your vote, ladies? Who are we going with? I'm going Jets. Wow. Wow. I know. Atlanta. Wow. Ballsy. Atlanta. Atlanta. Ballsy. Going Falcons. Oh, so unoriginal, ladies. Ugh. Well, Brandon, we got some uh, awards going on on the podcast, right? Yes, 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 yes. So we are friendly asking you, because this is what we're supposed to do, to vote for us at podcastawards.com. There are a ton of categories. You only get one ballot, so make sure that you have everything correct. Uh, But we are asking for you guys to be super, super duper sweet and nominate us for the People's Choice Award and the Sports uh, nomination. You can also nominate comedy or religion or whatever kind of categories they have up there. I think there's like dating, you know. So if you listen to other podcasts, you can nominate them too. Then there's 44 people that look through all the podcasts and like look at content, the website, the logo, which we have a fabulous logo by our very own Ashley Williams. Thank you, Ashley. Um, And so we feel like, you know, hey, we got a nice little thing going. Let's put it out there. So once again, you go to podcastawards.com, and it's the first thing that pops up as ballot. And uh, you know what? We would super be happy if you nominated us. And then the awards are January 5th in Las Vegas at the new media conference. So it could be sassy. I've never been to Vegas, so send me to Vegas. That's crazy yeah <laughs> the voting only goes to october 15th so make sure you get your votes in we muchly muchly appreciate it muchly. and make sure you check us out <laughs> i'm muchly you good word i muchly muchly appreciate it <laughs> that's how you podcast people um <laughs> make sure you check us out at herfantasyfootball.com and follow us on twitter at herfantasyfb we love your questions you guys it was wonderful talking to you today Until next time, no more faking it. 